What's up, everyone? Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green. If I sound a little bit exhausted this week, it's because I am. Uh, I just had a 27-hour trip from Montana in the United States over to Chiang Mai, Thailand, and I'll be in Thailand for a couple months uh, before going over to Europe for some BCL playoffs, the Final Four, all that good stuff. But luckily, I was able to keep up with the action thanks to LiveBasketball.tv and the Basketball Champions League app, so shout out to everyone uh, behind those two things because... That was awesome, being able to follow the games in airports and on the plane and all of that. So joining me to talk about a great round four is David Hein out in Germany. Dave, how you doing? Fantastic. Um, I guess uh, good to hear that you've landed in, in, in Asia. And um, yeah, look forward to chatting about another great week of action. Um, you know, uh, round four has been just as exciting as as all the other ones. So uh, let's let's get to it. Yeah, this is a good week. Uh, a lot of really close games in this one, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about this week. A couple matchups of undefeated teams, so that's great. Before we get into the games, let's take a quick look at the team of the week. Starting it off is Tyrese Rice, making his second appearance on the team of the week through four rounds. He had 23 points, six assists, three steals, and a one-foot, beautiful little one-foot fadeaway to seal uh, seal the win with 33 seconds left uh, for Bomberg going up against Leek Cabellis. Jan Spann had 23 points in a 79-73 win for Petrol Olympia over Ostend. It was Olympia's first win of the season, and Spann was phenomenal. He hit a really deep three to kind of seal the game with about 1.5 minutes left. Rian Brown had 18 points and 8 rebounds for undefeated Prometheus as they took down Besiktas. Amari Stoudemire, former NBA All-Star, 24 points, 7 rebounds in only 13 minutes of action. Unbelievable efficiency from him uh, in a 105-75 blowout win against Fuen Labrada. And the MVP of the week, Vince Hunter from the defending champions, Ike Athens. He had 25 points, 11 rebounds. And speaking of incredible efficiency, he made all 12 of his field goal attempts, 12 of 12 from the field to get him to 25 points. Uh, Dave, what did you think about some of the stats? Standout performers from this week, uh, Vince Carter, uh, Vince Carter, Vince Hunter, man, you got to hit your free throws. <laughs> he was he was dunking it like <laughs> one of two free throws. Come on, Vince, got to get that get that perfect perfect <laughs> shooting day. No, I, I mean I concentrated on that game a little bit. Uh, most recent one of, of the games I've watched, and I mean he really took over that game in in the in the second half. Um, and, you know we could well obviously talk about it. Uh, everybody else on this team totally deserving. Um, you know, Bryce, uh, again was big in the fourth. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think anybody has a real problem with any of these, um, guys, uh, being on the team. For sure. Yeah. Great group for the team of the week. Uh, one player who maybe had a, had a pretty good argument for the team of the week. He didn't make it, but he is our guest on this week's podcast. That's Camille Lachinski, the point guard from Anvil, the Polish champions. Uh, he had 14 assists in a win this week against Ludwigsburg, and he's currently leading the, the league in assists at 11 per game. So Dave uh, had a good chance to catch up with him, talk about Anvil's uh, really impressive start to the season. Playing for his former, uh, his former teammate is now his head coach there in Anvil. So they talked about that and some other things. Dave, what'd you think about, uh, Camille? Uh, great guy. Great guy. Uh, kind of missed you in the interview. Uh, you were probably somewhere over some, some, some foreign country and probably, you know, wishing you could ha- take part in it, but, uh, great chat. Look, and, um, 
Yeah, really a great story. I think uh, you know we could talk about it a little bit more later. Um, this Anvil team, um, and uh, yeah, uh, you know he's leading the way, and um, and uh, enjoy the interview. It's coming up uh, in a while, but uh, it's definitely a good one. All right, so the interview will be toward the end of the podcast. First, Dave and I are going to go through the groups and break down some of the best games from round four. Well, Milt Doyle puts behind his back. Askia Boca, big three in the corner. He hits it. And well, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of this one, it is Yukem Murthia who remain undefeated here in Group A as they win this one 72 to 69. All right, starting it off with Group A. At the top, undefeated Morcia are 4-0 and after beating Avellino. Uh, Avellino dropped to 3-1. and That was one of the most anticipated games from the week as both teams were undefeated. Morcia ended up with the win, so they're on top of the group. Joining Avellino at 3-1 and is Banvit. And then 2-2, two and two, we have Anvil and Laman. Nizhny and Vinspils are both 1-3, and, and MHP Reason Ludwigsburg, last year's Final Four team, have started 0-4. Uh, Dave, let's start, let's start with this Anvil, uh, Ludwigsburg game. And, uh, you know, we can, we can get into some more of the details cause we'll have Lachinsky coming up, but let's look at the Ludwigsburg side first. Owen four, uh, obviously a really disappointing start for them after a great year last season. Uh, what, what do you see as kind of the main problems with this Ludwigsburg team? And do you think they can turn it around before it's too late? Um, well, we we know that they've uh, that they've signed a new point guard. He's on loan from Shagiris. That's Domantas Sabekas. Uh, you know, looking at this team this season. Uh, so this game, they were up by twelve points in the first quarter, and uh, the uh, talking to uh, some of the the guys in the league it was it was uh, kind of like, okay, well, when are they going to lose? How how fast will it uh, will it be that they lose the lead? Um, this 12 points now is the fifth time they've lost a 12 point or more lead. Um, they had, uh, the, obviously the 24 point lead, uh, against Banvit in the, in the first half that they lost, uh, twice. They lost 16 point leads in the, in the, in the German BBL and a 12 point lead. And now another 12 point lead that they've lost. Um, I think last week we talked about the execution down the down the stretch, and this one this was an eighty five eighty five game with a minute and eleven left, and uh, then they went turnover turnover turnover, uh, missed three, and then another missed. So it's just not being able to execute down the stretch, and uh, you know that's you know Sabekas is gonna is he gonna be able to help? That's that's what's really gonna have to. Uh, um, you know that's going to it's going to be really the the savior of this or not. I'm not saying that Sebekus is the savior, but really being able to execute uh, down the stretch is going to be important for them. Yeah, for sure. 16 turnovers in this game, uh, and yeah, hopefully, I think Sebekus will help with that quite a bit. Uh, he was the Lithuanian league's assist leader last season before he made the move to Zalgiris in the summer, now coming over on loan. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit of time uh, for him to integrate with the rest of the group, but I think he'll help out some with that turnover issue with their with their late game execution. Um, you know, I was thinking as I was on the flight, actually, I was thinking that I love the takeoffs when you're in the plane and I hate the landings. And I feel like this Ludwigsburg team is, is exactly that way where the takeoff is, the takeoff is great. Like you said, they, they start fast, they jump on these teams, they build big leads and then they crash and burn in the second half when they try to land. So 
a lot of work for John Patrick to do, um, to, to, you know, kind of get this team back to where they need to be with the rest of the group. And it's, it's going to be really tough because, you know, this is one of the best groups, um, if, if not the best with Morcia, Avellino, some really tough teams. Uh, and, you know, next week they're on the road. They're at Vinspiels. Hopefully they can pick up their first win, uh, there, but Vinspiels also going to be pretty desperate. Uh, as they are one and three. So that's, that's not going to be an easy win by any means. Uh, looking at the other side of this, uh, for Anvil, Chase Simon had a huge game, 26 points. Lachinsky, like we said, 14 assists. He was diming up everybody. Uh, Dave, what'd you think about Anvil in this game? This is a team that, um, I, I still think is, um, I, I'm really starting to love this team. Uh, you know, Nizhny, I wish Nizhny, we could talk about, we'll talk about later, you know, uh, wish Perry and, and, and Dragosevich were, were, were there. Uh, but you know, you look at, this is the number one team in scoring. This is, uh, the number one team in efficiency. And, uh, you, you know, it, it, it comes from Lachinsky and, you know, they're just, they move the ball. They're unselfish. You know, Chase Simon finished great. You know, he had six points, uh, a rebound in the steal in the, in the, in the crucial 8-0 run. He's, he's the other guy maybe that could have been, you know, um, that could have maybe had an argument for, for a team of the week. Um, this team, this Anvil team, you know, they're two and two in this, you know, really hard group. And two of those wins, both of those wins came on the road. Um, and then one of the losses was, uh, they lost at home, but then the other road loss, um, was Avellino overtime where Norris Cole, you know, had an MVP performance that day. So, you know, this, this Anvil team, you know, next week, uh, really tough test. You know, they, they, they host Mercia who we'll get to in a, in a, in a minute or two. And so, you know, this is a team that if you like, if you like teams that, that share the ball, you know, they had 29, 29 assists yesterday, uh, uh, this week. And, you know, Lachinsky, he's a pass first guy. He doesn't care. He doesn't need to shoot the ball. And whenever you have that, it, you know, it, it adds so much value to, to the team and also watching it, you know, so I, I like this team. And, and no, uh, 23rd, 23rd ranked on the, uh, on the, on the, uh, power rankings. So I, I wonder what, I hope, I hope they, they jump a little bit. I imagine they will. I just would be interested to see where, where, uh, we get them in the, uh, in the power rankings this week. 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a fun team to watch and they will skyrocket up those rankings. I'm sure if they can take down Morcia next week, let's jump into that one. Morcia in a battle of undefeated teams, they beat Avellino 72 to 69 in Spain. Morcia, they were only 4 of 22 from the three-point line, but great efficiency on free throws, 18 of 19. They also played some really incredible defense. They limited Norris Cole to only 7 points on 2 of 12 shooting, 5 assists, 5 turnovers. That's uh, that, that, that's miraculous considering what Cole did in the first three weeks, winning two weekly MVP awards. So great job by Charlene Kloof and Askia Booker and, uh, you know, Ovi Soko and Sadiel Rojas, some of these other guys who helped out on Cole throughout the day. Avellino, they also had 18 turnovers and only three points in the final five or six minutes. So a really incredible defensive performance from Murcia. Uh, Dave, what'd you think about the Spanish side in this one? You know, they they had led by fourteen, and then uh, in after the first quarter, and then it was uh, it was a seventeen to thirty seven run 
over a 17 minute stretch uh, in the in the second and third quarter. They only scored eight. Mercia only scored eight points in the second quarter, uh, and then and then it was just in the end it was just a dogfight. Uh, you had uh, a couple turnovers. Cole uh, was mortal. Um, you know, in the fourth quarter, he was 0 for 6, 0 for 2 on threes. He did have two assists, but, you know, they just hounded him. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, Booker and, and Kloff. You know, they just, you know, they matched his athleticism. And, uh, yeah, this was, this was, a, this was a, a really fun game. Avellino, two fast break points in the entire game and zero second chance points. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, two fast break points for this Avellino team is, is unbelievable, especially with guys like Cole and, and Kiefer Sykes and their speed and ability to get out in transition. And so that's, that's incredible. Uh, Ariel Falloy ended up leading Avellino. He had 17 points, but outside of him, pretty quiet games across the board. Caleb Green, only six points. Uh, Kiefer Sykes was struggling with his outside shot. So kind of a, a, a quiet performance from Avellino all around. Looking at Murcia, they had a few guys with 14 points. Ovi Soko, Askia Booker, who, who really took over in the fourth quarter, and Milton Doyle, who did most of his damage in the first half. He finished with 14 points, five assists. But yeah, really an impressive team win overall for Murcia. Marcos Delia had 11 points and, and scored, I think, their first six points of the game. So he was really, really solid as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, this was a, a big victory for Mercy, especially, you know, after giving the game away and then to, to, to really grab it, especially on the defensive end in the, in the fourth. So with their first loss, Avellino dropped to three and one. The other three and one team in the group, Banvit, they won at home in Istanbul, beating Nizhny 78 to 60. The 19 year old Azer led all, led Banvit with 17 points. Alex Perez had 15. For Nizhny, like you mentioned earlier, no Kendrick Perry, no Dragasevich. They're uh, their top two players, so really tough for them to overcome that in this one. Dave, do you do you pretty much just kind of chalk this one up to those guys being out? I mean, okay, th- if those guys had been there, definitely would have been a, a, a different game. You know, um, Bandit, you know, really picked up their offense in the second in the second half. Um, they scored only twenty nine points in the first half, and then they had twenty three in the third and twenty in the fourth. Um, Banvit, um, you know, don't forget Banvit are, are, you know, trying to find themselves anew as well because they got rid of Marcus Thornton and, and Stefan Bircevich. Um, so I think, I think two weeks ago we said that this Banvit team is going to win or lose if their kids produce last week, they didn't produce this week. You had Hazer scoring 17, uh, and then uh, Ragip Atar had had eight points and six rebounds. Um, and what's what's impressive about this game? Okay, I mean we have a Nizhny team that's that's obviously missing some guys, but you know they won with with uh, with Morgan having a very mortal game as well. You know, just eight point six rebounds, did have two blocks, and Oliver just the four points uh, was all of eight from the field. You know, though he did had the, the fifteen rebounds. So, um, but. Clearly, this is, you know, Nizhny missing the firepower of those guys. And it would, you know, I, I really hope I don't I haven't I haven't looked and find uh, and, and found what what the uh, the health status is of Perry, um, even if it is a back issue. I, I, I assume that was a back issue because that's what he was kind of, uh, you know, you know, trying walking around gingerly. I don't know how serious it is if he's going to be be back. Um, but obviously they need, they need him, at least him, uh, also Dragsevich to come back to, to really, 
to give uh, this team a chance in this group. Yeah, like we said, this is this is a pretty brutal group overall. So if you miss a couple of your best players for more than a game or two, you're you're really going to be in trouble. As we see with Nizhny dropping to one and three after after a really promising start. Vinspiel's also at one and three after losing on the road against Le Mans, ninety-one to seventy-six. Big performances uh, in this game for Le Mans with Antoine Eto, twenty points. Valentin Bigote had 17, Michael Thompson had 13. So really, really balanced, impressive performance for Lamont putting up 91 points in this one. Uh, Dave, did you have any thoughts on this game? Um, not too much. It, the game pretty much was over, uh, you know, in the second quarter. Uh, Lamont was, was, you know, I think showed their depth. Uh, the, the bench points were 37 to 14 in their, in their, um, in their favor. Uh, pretty clean game looked like, uh, you know, eight turnovers for Le Mans, uh, Ben only had, only had nine, you know, you mentioned the guys from, um, from Le Mans, uh, you know, Arledge, we talked about him last week a little bit, you know, 22 points on eight of, uh, eight of 12, uh, shooting three of four, uh, from three point range, um, and uh, their youngster, I think he's twenty or twenty-one. Is uh, Rihaj Lomas had twelve points, four assists, but yeah, just not deep enough. And then also probably not with the guys to um, to to get a, a road victory over a team that they can't force turnovers. McFadden stops, fires, tough shot, doesn't go. Rebound to Abramitis, who lays it up for his first points of the night. Tenerife. Will be the only unbeaten team now left in Group B. Moving on to Group B, Tenerife are on top after winning on the road at Venezia in our second matchup of undefeated teams in Round Four. Venezia now three and one, along with Halone from Israel. Bonn are two and two, and Opava, Pauk, Fribourg, Nanterre. Four teams are all one and three. Dave, uh, pretty pretty interesting layout of this group, huh? Yeah, uh, you see, you know, five team, you know, four teams just a game behind Bonn and, you know, Pauk, uh, they, they got their first victory. So they're going to, you know, probably be, uh, I would say maybe the favorite to, to try to challenge Bonn for that last spot and maybe starting to see a little bit of separation, um, in that group. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's start it off with the top. Tenerife winning on the road at Venezia, 72-65. to uh, This game, I, I think, kind of lived up to the billing in terms of, you know, being a really competitive te- competitive game. Two pretty evenly matched teams. Uh, Tenerife came away with a seven-point win, but it was it felt like it was closer than that, you know? Like, it, this, this was basically like a two, three, four-point game throughout. Uh, Thad McFadden led Tenerife with 21 points. They were able to do a great job defensively on Austin Day, who really struggled. They were able to limit him. They also held Mitchell Watt to 11 points, which was about 10 under his average. Marquez Haynes had 19 for Venezia. Really good game for him, but uh, just not, not enough from Venezia offensively to overcome this Tenerife team. Dave, what did you think about this game? I, it lived up to its billing. Uh, 18 lead changes, eight points was the biggest lead for either team. Um, just like Mercia survived scoring only eight points in the second quarter, uh, Tenerife survived uh, scoring only seven points in the third quarter. Um, interesting that Tenerife only had seven turnovers, which okay, is probably not too, uh, you know, uncommon, but only nine assists. Um, a thrilling game and down the 
you know, down the down the stretch, it was basically you know execution, um, huge offensive rebound put back by um, Tim Albrightus. He he hadn't scored a point until then. Had four fouls, zero for three. Got the offensive rebound put back. His only three points of the game. Uh, that was with forty three seconds left. And then Haynes uh, had a had a, a long three. Uh, go in and out. That was after uh, a layup went in and out, uh, and then there was basically just four free throws, four for four uh, down the stretch for for um, for Tenerifa. Um, yeah, Tenerifa. They have an eight game winning streak on the road, the longest in uh, BCL history. And you you mentioned McFadden. Um, you know Iverson was there with ten points. You know basically. I think, especially when you saw Ambrides come in there and grab that rebound, it made me think of you know, um, you know, never count out the heart of a champion, you know, and 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 you know these guys are are are, are winners and they know what it takes to win. Um, so I, I think this game definitely lived up to its billing. Yeah, for sure, huge play by Ambrides. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I I meant to say that in the in the lead up to this game. Three only three points on the game, but you know three of maybe the most important points that were scored with that go ahead and one. And the and the guy he beat on that play for the rebound was Austin Day. Like I said, he uh, you know he he was the round two MVP, but Day really struggled in in this one. Uh, o of three from the three point line, kind of got into some early foul trouble, picked up a technical foul, and then uh, like I said, gave up that offensive rebound to Abramidis. And then the the Haynes three that went in and out that would have tied it. Uh, he had to take kind of a desperation three because Day almost committed a turnover. He threw a bad pass that got deflected into the backcourt. Haynes scooped it up and and had to take kind of a late shot clock three. So you know, not not great execution uh, from Day throughout the game and and from Venezia there at the end. But I think they'll be just fine. You know, losing losing to this Tenerife team is you know there's there's no shame in that. Certainly, um, you know th- this is a game or th- this is a matchup that uh, you know this could very well be a final four matchup or even a championship game between these two teams with the kind of talent that they have for sure all right looking at the other three and one team in this group halone they beat opava 88 to 72 another great offensive performance uh from halone daquan jones led the way with 23 points tj klein Corey walden they both had 14 Interesting that they were able to put up 88 points without Khalif Wyatt in this game, who is currently the BCL's leading scorer at 23 points per game. Uh, Dave, did you have any thoughts on this one? Well, they pulled it out in the last uh, three minutes. It was a seven-point game. Um, the 18 lead changes, you know, Opova was, was, Opova was playing really good on the, on the road. Uh, but an 11-0 run uh, in, the final, in, in the final three minutes. Uh, you know, you look at the rebounding, 39-26 in favor of Halone, and Halone made 23 of 24 free throws, 95%, 23 of 24 to just 8 of 10 um, for for Opova, 50, 50% um, field goal percentage for Halone. You know, you need to come up with the stops in Opava, uh, Opava which had been doing a good job. Um, you know, they weren't able to, to finish strong, and, you know, you tip your hat to Halone for doing it without Wyatt, so for sure. 
Yeah, and this is a Halone team that's really dangerous. Obviously, uh, you know they, they stuck with Venezia. I think that was a double overtime game in the in the first or second week of the season. So they've proven that they can hang with some of the better teams in the group. And they face another great test next week. They're on the road at Tenerife. Uh, that one I expect to be a, a really fun up and down shootout. Hopefully, Wyatt is around for that one. Uh, but that that's going to be a great game next week. Elsewhere in this group. Telecom Baskets Bonn, they improved to 2-2 two and two with a road win over Freiburg, 83-79 to 79 on the road. So a big win for Bonn to kind of separate themselves from that 1-3 and three group uh, at, at the bottom here. Rashad James had 18, uh, Charles Jackson 16, Boyan Subotic had 16. So a, a balanced game for Bonn uh, to, to get the win here. Dave, what did you think about the German side moving to 2-2? Two and two? Uh, execution down the stretch, especially Subotic. Um, you know, he, in the you look at the last five minutes, had um, eight points, three blocks, and a steal. Um, and yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty pretty strong performance. First ever uh, first ever game uh, for Bonn against a uh, a Swiss opponent. Um, you know. One of 14 three-pointers for, for Freeboard. That's not going to cut it. Uh, you know, uh, Tare, you know, did come back, had 16.7 rebounds, uh, and four assists. Uh, but it just, you know, wasn't, wasn't enough. Um, you know, Bond, you know, getting a, a big, big victory. It was tight throughout. Uh, but, you know, in the last, you know, down the stretch, it was, it was, uh, it was just not being able to 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 follow to follow through and 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 get and get the stops they needed uh, from um, from Freebor's side. You know, Mayo hit the two free throws with three three point four seconds left um, to to ice the game. But you know, Roberson had a chance, uh, missed the jumper, and um, yeah. So Bond now two and two and two and and Freebor, you know, kind of thinking, oh man, that that was a good chance to 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 grab a home win. Yeah, disappointing loss for Freeborg there. Looking at the last game in this group, Pauk, we mentioned them as, as, you know, kind of one of the surprises, one of the more disappointing teams starting out 0-3, but they were able to pick up their first win of the season, beating Nanterre 83-82. to They outscored the French team by just two points in the fourth quarter, so this this was a tight one throughout. Uh, Theodora Saris had 18 points. Linos Chrysikopoulos had 15 for Pauk. Uh, and, and they were able to get the one point win. Dave, what do you think about the Greek side? And, and you mentioned them as um, as potentially one of these teams that that you know maybe as the most dangerous challenger to Bond, who are at two and two. Uh, what what do you see from this Pauk side that encouraged you? Well, I mean, first of all, you you, you have to feel a little bit for Nanterre. Um, Gamble goes. There was there was the the miss by Waters. Um, basically, in the final second, Gamble uh, goes and, and grabs, um, uh, tries to grab the rebound, and they call a foul with zero point three seconds left. Have to go to the to the replay to find out if the foul was actually called before the before the before the the, the buzzer. Uh, and they gave the free throw to um, uh, Margaritas with uh, 0.3 seconds, made the first, and and that was the deciding. Um, and yeah, I mean, Pauk, you know, five players in double figures, five only five turnovers for Pauk, 47% from threes and only 41% from from two point range. Um, but again, you know, Nanterre had had a chance to to win the game, and then uh, and then a, a reach on the rebound. 
and you send him to the other line, uh, other way to the free throw line to lose the game. So it's kind of a heartbreaker for Nanterre that the that they thought maybe this game could go to overtime. Rice, three seconds on the shot clock. He's got to take responsibility and does so. Bamberg lead. Who else but Therese Rice brings these fans to life? Moving on to Group C, this is a really interesting one. No undefeated teams, but three teams at the top have three and one records. That's Hapoel Jerusalem, defending champions Ike Athens and Fuen Labrada. They are all three and one. Bomberg and Antwerp Giants, they're both two and two. Dijon, Leet Cabellis, and Nimberg, one and three. Uh, Dave, any, any overarching thoughts on this group before we jump into the games? I think we mentioned it uh, last week, you know, just I think some it's going to be some some great uh some great games you know you, you you look at the balance you know even antwerp um you know being right there you know both uh, uh, uh dijon and Cabellas, you know they you know can probably be disappointed that they're not better than than one and three so yeah i think this is going to be this is going to come down to the to the wire both um whoever wins the group and then the fourth team yeah, for sure. It's it's really a shame that one of these teams isn't going to be able to make the playoffs. Whether it's uh, you know Bomberg, Antwerp, like we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how the rest of the you know how the next couple months shake out. But a lot of really solid te- solid teams in this group. Even Nemberg have, have looked great at times. So yeah, it's it's almost a shame that somebody from this group isn't going to make the playoffs. But let's start at the top. I was expecting this one to be a great game, just like Venezia Tenerife and Murcia Avellino. I had very high hopes for Fuen Labrada hosting Jerusalem. Unfortunately, uh, Jerusalem had no interest in making this a competitive game. They absolutely blew out Fuen Labrada 75 to 105 on the road. They outscored them 32 to 16 in the second quarter to kind of blow the game open, and, and Fuen Labrada never really recovered from there. I mentioned it at the top, Amari Stadamer made the team of the week with 24 points in only 13 minutes. He was 10 of 16 from the field, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, and incredibly active and productive in his short time on the court. Deshaun Butler had 20 points for Jerusalem, James Felding 15, uh, Tamir Blatt another really solid performance from the young point guard with 11 points, 8 assists, no turnovers from him. Uh, so Dave, with with a thirty point loss for Fuen Labrada, um, you know they're they're still three and one. I probably not time for panic, is there? Well, they already fired, they already fired their coach. So, <laughs> um, I mean, you look at. I think there's there's two there's there's three telling stats. Two of them uh, go together. You know, t- um, fifty four to twenty four uh, rebounding advantage for Jerus- Jerusalem. Twenty four offensive rebounds. So as many offensive rebounds as Fuen Labrada had rebounds total, and going along with that, thirty-one to six with second chance points, um, and then so first you have that, and then on the other hand you also have uh, twelve of twenty-three, fifty-two percent from three-point range for Jerusalem, and yeah, it's no surprise that this was a was a was a was a blowout. Yeah, for sure. This Jerusalem team just has some incredible athleticism. And you mentioned it with with the offensive rebounding uh, statistics. Like this team, it's a bunch of really strong athletic guys. 
uh, big time jumpers, you know, Chris Johnson, Butler, Feldine, Stoudemire obviously doesn't have the same lift that he used to when he was younger, but he's a smart guy who knows how to position himself for rebounds. And so, you know, the, the athleticism and the tenacity of Jerusalem in this game was really impressive. Their 105 points were the most by any BCL team in regulation this year. So another outstanding offensive performance from them. And, uh, you know, this, this Fuen Lebrada team, like you said, they fired the coach. I don't think they're going to fire their second one in two weeks. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can kind of recover from this, have a good game in the ACB and then, uh, and then get back to form next week because they have been one of the, one of the most pr- impressive teams overall outside of this game. Moving on to a much more competitive game, Broza Bomberg took down Leap Cabellus 82-77. Uh, Tyrese Rice, he made the team of the week 23 points, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Gorgeous little one-foot fadeaway jumper with about 30 seconds left uh, to give Bomberg the lead, and that, and that was the kind of the deciding play. He also had a really clutch four-point play in the fourth quarter about midway through where Bomberg, they were down by two points. He had a, hit a, you know, another nice little step back three, got fouled, converted the four point play to, to give Bomberg the lead in the fourth quarter there. Uh, elsewhere on this team, Augustine Rubit, we've talked a, a, a little bit about how much we like him. He had 19 points, six rebounds. Stefan Yelovich chipped in 13. Daniel Schmidt had 10. Uh, uh, impressive game for him as, you know, we, we mentioned, uh, you know, kind of taking over for Nico Zizis, who's been out, um, in that, in that point guard role. So solid game out of Schmidt. Looking at the Lead Cabela side, uh, they were obviously not happy with this one. Uh, the, their head coach got fired right after the game. Uh, and Dave, who'd they, who'd they bring in? Uh, they brought in, uh, Nenad Sanak, uh, Sanak, uh, Sanak, who's, uh, who was coaching, uh, with Partizan last year and was just fired, uh, on, on Saturday, uh, the 20, 27th. And then, um, and then they hired him. Um, Lee Cabellas had been, uh, yeah, obviously one and three in the BCL and four and three in Lithuania. Um, I guess, I guess maybe we should call, um, Bomberg the coach killer. Uh, considering, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, Yuba got, got fired from Fuenlabrada after the victory. Okay. Obviously there was the 50 point loss in, in the, in the Spanish league. Obviously jokes aside, um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that is gonna, you know, is gonna be have a hard time to to really make uh, the top four in this group. Um, to 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 go to this game, really come back to this game real quick. A huge win, almost a must win uh, for Bamberg in the constellation of this group. Um, Thirty lead changes. You mentioned Schmidt, and I really I want to come back to that because he had the really bad um, fourth quarter last week with the turnovers. And between the between the games, um, uh, they 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 um, extended his contract to the end of the year, and um, uh, so that was good for him to come up at ten points, three of three from the from the field, two both of his both of his free throws, four turnover, uh, four assists, zero turnovers. So a really big bounce back game for uh, for for Schmidt. You mentioned Rice. You know, you think about it, they are a uh, Paco Cruz magical miracle three-pointer and a fourth quarter without Rice uh, from being undefeated in this group. Rice uh, had nine points, uh, two assists in the in the fourth quarter. So again, proving 
Fourth quarter is rice time. Yeah, fourth quarter is definitely Tyrese rice time. Another really impressive performance from him. As I said, second team of the week performance in four weeks. And with the way he's he's playing, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to make that list every two or three weeks. Moving on to defending champions Ike Athens, they improved to three and one with a ninety to eighty road win against Dijon. Uh, this this was an interesting game where the French side they were actually ahead by eight points at halftime, but uh, Ike really took over in the third quarter. They outscored them thirty two to fifteen in that period, and then were able to hold on in the fourth quarter. Vince Hunter, like I said earlier, weekly MVP with twenty five points. 11 rebounds. Uh, Dave, what did you think about this Ike performance? And uh, did, did they manage to sway you at all? Because I, I know last week you were saying that you weren't, uh, weren't totally convinced about this team, even though they are the defending champions. Uh, I'm still not. Uh, first of all, they, they went down by 12 points um, in, the, in the first half. Uh, okay, it was on the road. Um, but they went down by 12 points. Uh, the the story of the game without a doubt was was the offensive rebounding um rebounding in general 42 to 19 20 offensive rebounds 24 to 12 second chance points so they had more offensive rebounds than Dijon had rebounds um and you know the fourth the third quarter they just came out okay so if you look at the quality of the team, they showed definitely they can be a champion without a doubt. Um, Vince Carter, uh, Vince, I did it again. Vince Hunter um, was, you know, absolutely amazing to to start the, the the second half. You go a missed three by Lauren Sakis to start the to start the third quarter. Then it's Hunter layup, Hunter steal, dunk, Hunter dunk, uh, uh, Rathen Mays three, Hunter layup. Uh, Hunter offensive rebound, Hunter offensive rebound, team offensive rebound, Hunter. So that's one possession. Ratan Mays three, Hunter offensive rebound to Mashulis three. They went eight possessions. Uh, they scored on every possession. Uh, to to start the fourth, to start the third quarter, uh, it was a fifth, uh, nineteen to five run, and that just set the tone for the for the rest of the game. You know, they had eleven offensive rebounds in the second half. Uh, alone eight in the third quarter and that really that just that just took the uh, you know the total life out of Dijon um but they still didn't close it as 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 strong as you would maybe hope you know I think I think it was down to a seven point game or so um so you know they 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 were definitely absolutely amazing for let's say I don't know maybe say 12 15 minutes but no, this team is by is still not there for me. I, I mean, I, the quality of the guys, without a doubt. Um, you know, you look at outside shooters, you know, inside guys. Um, but but uh, uh, no, they're they're not there for me. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, f- I feel you. I, th- I don't think they've put together really a, a solid four quarter performance yet. Um, you know, definitely they have these flashes where they look like a championship caliber team, but you have to be able to sustain that. Hopefully we can just kind of chalk that up to, you know, it's only October. Now it's November, but they've played all of their games in October. So it's still early season. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe these guys, uh, you know, they'll, they'll put together a solid four quarters next week when they host Fuenlabrada. I think that'll be a really good test for them because Fuenlabrada, you know, they're coming off a 30 point loss to Jerusalem. They're obviously going to be very motivated. 
motivated uh, to kind of redeem themselves in this next game. So I, th- I think that's going to be a really good test for Ike. But I like th- I like the roster overall. You know, Rathan Mays has had a couple really solid performances. Hunter obviously was incredible. I love the addition of Jonas Machulis as a guy with championship experience. He had another solid game: ten points, eight rebounds, three assists. So the the pieces are there. Like uh, Laren Zakis, uh, he was zero and five in this game, but he's been a dynamite three point shooter uh, to start the season. So yeah, the 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 pieces are there, but still some work to do. Like you said. All right, moving on. Let's go to the last game in this group. Nimberg uh, took down Antwerp Giants 82-74. to This is a really big win for them. Uh, Antwerp looked great the week before against um, against Jerusalem. So for Nimberg to, to knock off this team is a really, really impressive. And, uh, you know, this, this Nimberg team has looked pretty solid overall, even though their, their record is only 1-3. Um, I, I think they're definitely better than that would suggest. Uh, Volchtek Ruban had 19 points. Yaramir Boachik had 10. Uh, Bracey Wright chipped in 13. Uh, for Antwerp, Paris Lee had 16, but not, not quite the same offensive firepower, uh, as a group as, as they had in the last week against, uh, against Jerusalem. Dave, what, what'd you think about this one? And this was a tight one with six minutes left. It was 68 68. And then, uh, Boachik scores eight straight points, uh, and they go on a 16 to three run. Uh, to basically decide it, uh, there was the big three by uh, Hurban with uh, with 49 seconds basically to decide it. Um, you know, eight only eight turnovers for Nimbrook, 16 for Antwerp, and uh, they turned those into 34 points uh, off turnovers, 34 to nine. Um, also, uh, 21 to uh, 11 as far as second chance points, and they took 15 more shots. Nimbrook did so, um, and and you know you look at uh, uh, Bo- uh Bochik, you know, 10 points, and uh, eight of them came in the in the in the fourth quarter. So you know, a really big step up performance by them, and and cool to to have Nimbrook get their first victory. Yeah, yeah, definitely deserving. Uh, another, I think, key stat in this one: Antwerp only twelve of twenty from the free throw line. That's sixty percent. Um, you know, and they they missed eight free throws. They lost by eight points. Obviously. You know, it's not realistic for a team to shoot 20 out of 20, but if they did a little bit better at the line, um, you know, they, they would have been closer in this one, had a better chance to pull out the win. Still some positive things, I think, to take away from this. Uh, Ismail Bako, 13 rebounds in under 20 minutes. That's pretty incredible. Paris Lee, like we said, uh, looked good. Hans Van Wyn had 10 points. He was pretty solid. So, you know, so, some positives to take away from this Antwerp team, um, but... Congratulations to Nimberg getting their first win of the season. Jan Spam, what has he got left to offer offensively? Span from miles out. That's outrageous, folks. All right, last but not least is Group D at the top. We got Virtus Bologna and the surprise of the season, Prometheus, are both 4-0. and Strasbourg, 3-1. and They lost their first game of the season uh, in round four. Neptunus are 2-2. Two and two. Then we've got Petrol Olympia, Ostend, and Besiktas all at 1-3. and three. And Bayreuth, 0-4. There's, Dave, there's only two 0-4 teams in the competition. They're both from Germany. You're there in Germany. Uh, how do you how do you explain yourself? It's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, I mean, I guess, I mean, Ludwigsburg we talked about, and it's, I think it's, um, it's teams that, it's both teams that lost a lot from their, especially leaders, um, from, from last year. And, and obviously Ludwigsburg lost almost everybody. Uh, but, um, but, uh, Bayreuth also lost a lot of important players and, you know, it's trying to work those guys into, into a team. You know, obviously John Patrick has, has even more to do. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's. But they're both struggling in the in the league as well, so it's not just the BCL. You know, you look at Banvit; they're zero and four in uh, in in Turkey, but three and one here. So, yeah, for sure. So let's jump in with Neptunus taking down Strasbourg, ninety two to eighty three. Uh, Neptunus improving to two and two, and as I said, this is Strasbourg's first loss of the season, so a huge win uh, for the Lithuanian side. Jure Grant was phenomenal once again, eighteen points. 12 rebounds. Uh, he, he's somebody who probably could have made the team of the week this week, but uh, got left off in favor of Stoudemire and Hunter. Elsewhere on Neptunus, Tomas Delinenakaitis had 17 points, including a dagger three late. Kyle Weaver had 10. Lorenzo Williams, 13. And for Strasbourg, uh, just really no answer for Grant inside, which I guess is kind of surprising considering, you know, Yusafa Fall, Ali Traore, these are guys that we mentioned uh, in, in previous podcasts as really, really top tier interior players in the BCL. So for Grant to go out and dominate his matchup the way he did uh, has to be super encouraging for Neptunus, right, Dave? Uh, yeah, before I before I go into this one, uh, I, 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 I guess I could have mentioned it before. Uh, I want to shout out to Igor Jerkovic uh, for the job he does on the live blog. Um, uh, he had he had other um, other duties to to do and i took over the first half of the games on wednesday and it's not easy what he does keeping track of all those uh, of all these games um and so i i was quote covering this game you know on on the live blog and and when you have all these games going on at the same time you almost are happy for a blowout because you kind of don't have to pay attention and um i, I it was an 18 point game uh with uh Six minutes left. Uh, Neptunus was up by by eighteen, and then I looked <laughs> like two minutes left. It was it was tight, and I'm like, oh man, how did this happen? Um, and, and like you mentioned, the dagger three that basically decided it. Um, you mentioned fall. Um, there was uh, a questionable. Uh, um, I guess Strasburg were kind of wondering whether or not the foul was on him. He had three fouls. I, I think I don't know if it was the first quarter or definitely early in the second quarter and he had, he had dominated already by then. And that basically took him out of the game. He ended up uh, with 10 points and, and, and just the two rebounds. Um, but you know, they came back, you know, you know, congrats to Neptunus. Yeah. You mentioned Grant. I think he's probably one of the, one of the guys besides the Anvil guys who could have had an argument and, you know, the, the power rankings, they, we, we like, we like this Neptunus team, you know, and, uh, you know, he keeps saying, you know, uh, you know, a couple of possessions away from being a three and O team going into it. Uh, you know, I like this Strasbourg team and to, and to, 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 to really let's call them beat them handily. I mean, it ended up being a, a dagger needed, but you know, um, it was basically the experience of, of the, of those French guys to come back from 18 points down with six minutes, with six minutes left. But they, they really, you know, outplayed this, this Strasbourg team otherwise. Uh, so, you know, you have to, you, you know, I, I, this is a team 
uh, that I've started to to really like as well over the last two three weeks with with Grant and 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 Weaver and and uh, uh, so yeah, congrats to Neptunus. Yeah, ne- Neptunus is a team that unfortunately uh, sometimes some of the bigger Lithuanian clubs will come and raid their players and, and take some of the best guys. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen this year uh, because Grant, Weaver, Williams, uh, Dylan and Akaitis, all th- these guys are really fun to watch, like you said. And this team is is better than a 2-2 two and two record would indicate if they get into the playoffs uh, and, and are able to hang on. To all of these guys, they're going to be really dangerous. I, I would want no part of this Neptunus team because they're balanced. They can shoot. They have some tenacity. They have kind of a mean side to them in, in a good way. You know, Kyle Weaver, Grant, you know, these, these guys aren't going to take crap from anybody. They're, they're, they're fighters. Uh, so a really impressive performance from Neptunus. Looking at the top of this group, uh, Virtus Bologna improved to 4-0. They beat Bayreuth 74-67. to As we said, Bayreuth dropping to 0-4. Uh, but another another really balanced effort from this Bologna team. Kevin Punter had 13 points. Kelvin Martin chipped in 11. Dejan Kravic had 10. Uh, Tony Taylor had 13. Amathem by 9. So a lot of weapons on this Bologna team. Uh, in terms of point total, not their, not their most explosive out- offensive outburst. Uh, but another impressive win to take down Bayreuth. Uh, Dave, any thoughts uh, before we get to Bayreuth? Any thoughts on Bologna at the top of this group? Uh, yeah, I mean they were able to to shut Bayreuth down for about four minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, they were down by two. Uh, Bologna was with six and a half left, and uh, and then Bayreuth went over three three turnovers and just. Uh, three free throws and a fourteen to three run, uh, and then Bologna went cold a little bit and uh, needed a, 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 a just a huge three pointer by Mbe uh, with uh, just one seconds left. One second left on the uh, on the shot clock. Inbounds pass on the left wing, uh, drained a three to basically decide it. Um, so yeah, I mean sometimes you're you know sometimes you're going to need some luck to. Uh, to 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 go deep in, into into a competition, and you know this is a game where they may not have played as as well as they have in other games, uh, and then they come out and and, and get a, a victory. You know we've talked about Kevin Punter in the past. You know great game, uh, also uh, Dejan Gravic. You know you know great uh, ten point ten ten rebound, uh, three steal. You know this is a this is a a, a really a really deep team. They they slowed down uh, Adonis Thomas just two points. Uh, he did have five assists, but uh, you know, just two points and one one rebound. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's an important victory for Bologna um, against a team that Bayreuth. You know, there's okay, it's a road game, but they're still starting to get desperate. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, really disappointing performance from the Bayreuth starters in this game. You mentioned Adonis Thomas, only two points. Uh, David Stockton had seven. Hassan Martin ten. Demond Brooks ten points on two of eight shooting. And then, um, Rovat only had four on one of nine shooting. So, you know, just not nearly enough production from your starters. Like these guys, obviously, uh, you know, some of the import players, they expect big offensive performances out of some of these guys. Uh, and when the, when the starters can't deliver, you know, this isn't a team with great depth. I don't think the bench players are going to be able to come in and, and really make up for that lack of production. So they're going to need bigger games out of Thomas, um, out of Brooks, out of Martin in the future. If, if they're going to be able to turn this thing around. Oh, and four. Obviously, 
looks very bad. Uh, and there, there's still about 10 games. There's still 10 games left in the regular season. Let's assume you got to get seven and seven probably to make the playoffs. Uh, so this Bayreuth team, they would have to go seven and three the rest of the way. And, and with this group, that seems pretty unrealistic, but, uh, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. We mentioned Bologna are 4-0. The other 4-0 team, Prometheus from Greece. The surprise of the season, no doubt. They took down Besiktas 80-72. We mentioned Rion Brown with 18 points and 8 rebounds to earn a spot in the team of the week. Uh, Nikos Gikas had 17. Langston Hall, 13. Uh, and just, you know, a, a really, really impressive home win for Prometheus being able to knock off Besiktas. Dave, what did you think about this one? Yeah, Prometheus, this was mentioned, uh, you know, if, if you re- read the, um, the power rankings, it was mentioned in there as well. They beat Ike, uh, at home, uh, over the weekend, uh, by 10 points, um, and basically it was a one point game after three quarters and, and, and pulled out, uh, ahead of Ike, giving me even more, uh, goods to doubt Ike. But that, let's, let's talk about Prometheus. Um, you know, execution down you know we talk a lot about execution down down the stretch and, and they 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 did it you know they it was a 74 70 game the last two minutes Besiktas has just one basket in the final five possessions and and Prometheus goes six of six from the free throw line in the fifth in the final 54 seconds six of six they went eight of 11 from the free throw line in the game so total execution down the stretch I think we mentioned before uh in previous weeks uh, the amount of steals that they get um they 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 won the fast break you know um 16 to 3 only had 10 turnovers so it's a team that takes care of the ball um and 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 is able to get out on the run and yeah real uh Rion Brown was was fantastic for the for for these guys and uh yeah i mean it's hard not to be a believer when you look at the teams you know they've won two games on the home at home they've won two on the road you know okay Besiktas have question marks this season as we've talked about as well but you know it's another thing to go out and execute and 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 to get these victories you know and they beat Ike um uh yeah so you know congratulations Prometheus and uh yeah, looking forward to seeing these guys next week to see if they can grab another one. Yeah, yeah, big test for them next week. They're at Strasbourg, uh, and so so that's going to be a really interesting one to see if they can keep this thing rolling. For Besiktas, 80 points uh, is probably just too much for them to give up and, and expect to win, in my opinion. I think, uh, you know, with... with Buva with Alexander with uh, Benzing, they they have some guys who can put up some points, but I think they're going to need better defensive efforts because this doesn't strike me as a team that's really going to be able to win a shootout. Um, so you know, tough tough loss for Besiktas, only seven points uh, for Benzing in this one. He's been pretty up and down throughout this season. You know, he he made team of the week the first week. I think he had twenty points, but he's been relatively quiet since then. So another tough loss for uh, for Besiktas, and it's not going to get e- any easier for them next week when they host Bologna. So uh, we'll we'll see how they can hang on, but probably one of the more disappointing teams in the season, I think, with their with their one and three start. So we'll see if they. Can can turn it around. Uh, moving on to the last game in this group, Petrol Olympia picked up their first win of the season on the road. They beat Ostend 79 to 73. Jan Span, we mentioned him uh, and as the team of the week 
member from from this group. 23 points, 5 of 8 from the three-point line. He hit a couple threes that were just like from the damn parking lot. Unbelievable shot making out of him and uh, and a clutch three to seal it. Uh, Dave, what did you think about Olympia and some of the young kids on this team uh, contributing in, in their first win of the season? Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned it. Uh, you know, they you know, Span was fantastic. Uh, um, I, I watched I watched a little bit more of this one, and and you see Isof Sano, you know, really, uh, I think feeling comfortable taking charge, uh, running things, you know, down the stretch. You know, seven points, four uh, four rebounds, just one assist. You know, had four steals. Um, they they they. Uh, Mesacek went went scoreless uh, in in ten ten minutes. Um, you know they were able to put together uh, a fourth quarter run, uh, and then were able to 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 get execution down the stretch. Um, uh, Lapornik had had uh, three steals off of uh, Djokovic passes, and also had it came up with a big three point play uh, in the final five minutes. So. Uh, a big game by 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 Mihal Lapornik. Uh, Lapornik. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's definitely cool to see these this young team who are going to have up and downs all year to to come up and, and and get a road victory. You know, that's another thing that you you know you have to think about uh, to get a victory on the road. Yeah, yeah, really impressive performance out of them. Uh, an- another key stat in this one, they were 20 of 22 at the free throw line. So big time f- uh, free throw shooting on the road, like you said, and it's only a six point victory. So uh, that that uh, execution at the free throw line, being able to keep their composure and convert was absolutely crucial in this one. Uh, Dave, any, any final thoughts on Group D? Uh, no, not, not really. I mean, uh, we can... You know, kind of dream that uh, that uh, November twenty first. You know, both Prometheus and and Bar- uh, Bologna are still undefeated uh, when they would face off in in in, in Patras. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's wait and see. Um, but yeah, I, I I think the surprise of the season continues to be positive. Surprise of the season continues to be uh, Prometheus Patras. All right, so that'll do it for our round four recaps. Coming up next, we got Dave's interview with Camille Lechinsky, the fantastic point guard for Anvil. Uh, we'll catch you on the other side of that to wrap up the interview and preview round five. Just under four minutes still to play. Here's Lechinsky. Might look for the pass. Bounce pass from Lechinsky, finished off by Sobin. Finds its way to Lechinsky. Thought about going for it himself. Goes for the pass instead, and that's nicely finished off. Markovic to Lashinsky, who just leaves it for Kostrzewski to finish. So on the show this week, we have Camille Lachinsky from Anvil. Um, uh, Camille, thanks for taking some time. You're welcome. No uh, problem. Um, wanted to have you on the show this, this week um, because Anvil came up with a... Uh, uh, a strong victory on the road, beating MHP Riesen Ludwigsburg, uh, ninety three eighty five. Uh, you guys are now two and two in in, in your group, and um, with uh, two road victories, um, maybe yeah. just maybe just talk about uh, the importance of getting that victory at uh, Ludwigsburg. 
Yeah, that was a, that was a tough game. We expected a tough game. Uh, we had, a, I think, a great pl- uh, game plan. Uh, we prepared very well uh, uh, for individual, uh, for players in Lus- from Lusbisburg. Uh, we expect that Martin is going to play, so uh, we were a little bit disappointed because we spent a, a few more me- few few meetings uh, to recognize how he is playing. But when he was out, we knew that. Uh, other players will try to uh, show it out. Uh, and that was a tough game. Like I said, at the beginning, we, we expect that they, they will play uh, full court press for all 40 minutes. Uh, and we made a lot of turnovers, uh, a lot of mistakes uh, in the first quarter. But uh, play by play, uh, quarter by quarter, we uh, we play way better. And, uh, and I think uh, that's what I said in the beginning. Uh, we execute our uh, game plan in almost uh, 90%. Uh, that's why we uh, we won the game. With this Champions League, as any European competitions, it's always really important to win road games. Uh, you guys have two of them now. You, yeah. you beat Ventspils on the in the first week of the of the season. Um, maybe just talk about what it was, what it's like for you guys to go out on the road. Um, you have a, you have a road victory in the Polish league as well. Uh, maybe just talk about what um how you guys are able to to come together as a group then on the road i think uh, i think as a group we we growing up game by game and uh, uh we know that uh, to be successful in a champions league we have to uh be twice aggressive especially on the games away uh it's not easy uh to play to play away uh, because we know how uh big support we have uh, from our fans at home and uh, and on away games uh, is way harder for us. But uh, like I said, is uh, if we will play with the effort, if we are playing uh, with uh, when we stick with our game plan, uh, we are able to to beat everybody. And I I know that that uh, this group of people, uh, the staff, coaching staff, and the players are able to to win not only games uh, at home. Uh, we didn't expect that after four games, first four four games. Uh, when we got the three road games, we're gonna have a two-two uh, record, but but it's cool. We we don't wanna uh, stop it. We we still wanna uh, wanna be uh, a winner. So another another games uh, ahead of us uh, is gonna be a game uh, against uh, Murcia at home, and later on another two uh, away games uh, in Danzig uh, and in. Uh, Le Mans, and and still we we want to win all those three games. Um, we'll come we'll come to the to to the next couple of games in in a, in a few minutes. Looking at the stats, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. uh, Anvil is the leading scoring team in the competition, ninety four points a game. Number one in field goal percentage at fifty one point eight percent. Middle of the pack, thirty six percent, very respectable uh, from three point range. Uh, third best in assist to turnovers, which I know as as a point guard you you really have a value of that two point one a uh, two point zero, mm-hmm. and 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 the most efficient team in the competition, um, hmm. as as the That's captain right. <laughs> as as the playmaker, um, what do you think when you see all those when you hear about all those stats? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, just just keep it rolling. We we know that uh, uh, we are able to to score. Uh, 80, 90 points uh, per game, no matter if you play away or or at home. Uh, our key to win the all games is 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 to play great defense, and I think that's only 
this offensive stats what you uh, said where we are in more in the top three of the uh, few goals uh, in the top three in uh, in the threes. Uh, I think it's great. We have to keep it uh, keep it going like this. But but we have to we have to stay focused on a defensive effort and and, and what happened in our on our defensive half. I know that uh, we got the great players who can score inside of, inside of the paint. We can score um, from threes, uh, pull up twos. So uh, we are so skillful players. Uh, so right now we we have to be uh, more focused on uh, on uh, this uh, defensive effort. Many people might not know this team very well. Um, what would you say makes it makes you guys um, so good right now? Uh, you know, I think that uh, that's what we uh, uh, we are practicing all the time uh, on our. Uh, uh, team basketball, the, the, our coaching staff is uh, uh, putting a lot of pressure on the practices to, to share the ball, to play as a, as a one fit, not uh, be an individual. And we know that we are facing the teams who are like, uh, have a bigger budget, uh, who the players are got a bigger contract. But I think that uh, we as a group, uh, can make a real damage in this uh, Champions League because we play together. Uh, like uh, like you said uh, on the uh, road games, we 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 are like uh, one group, and we show that that uh, we we like to play uh, together. And uh, and when we are playing together, we can even uh, uh, win uh, uh, really big games away. Um, you mentioned not playing uh, as an individual and uh, sharing yeah. the ball. Um, have to have to ask you. You know when when uh, when you have a uh, when you think of the word pass first point guard. I w- I would imagine you you consider yourself that. Um, we'll come into the stats in a, in a second, but maybe maybe how you. You know, maybe some of your basketball role models. Uh, when 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 you look at your game, you're a pass first point guard. Who were some of your role models growing up? Those uh, was Sergeyevichus. I love to watch him, and uh, and the second one was Jason Kidd, and uh, they were they were the, the true point guards for me, and, and I love to uh, watch them both. Um, I'm I'm a point guard who is like a little bit old school. Uh, I prefer to uh, shoot the ball and and. Uh, look for open open guys in the court than to score. Uh, I know that uh, right now the the, the clubs and and coaches are looking for the guy on the point guard position who who can score like more than uh, 15 points per game. Uh, but but I like to share the ball. Like I said, uh, um, it's like uh, watching them uh, in the past, like Jason and 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 Sarunas. Uh, it was a huge pleasure that uh, uh, I can uh, play a little bit uh, same basketball like uh, like like they uh, they were playing. So so I have to keep it going. If if I will be able to um, find my teammates on the open positions, I will I will for sure do it. And I will uh, try to uh, find the way by myself to the basket. Uh, you got 20 points on 21 shots and 44 assists in the BCL. In the uh, in the Polish league, you have 30 points on 24 shots and 33 uh, assists with just nine turnovers. What do you think when you hear those stats? 
it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad, but I think I can I can show up a little bit uh, uh, better in uh, on the offensive end when we talk about my uh, shooting abilities. Uh, I, I show it on the uh, last season when we won the cha- Polish championship. Uh, then in the playoffs, I had the average more than uh, ten points. Uh, so it's not only assists, and I know that I can I can score uh, more points. Uh, Every every game, but but like I told you, I prefer to share the ball to to make my teammates more happy that they are scoring. Uh, I'm also happy that we are winning and I had a, a good results. Like you said, it's 20 points and 30 points. 20 points in a in a Champions League and 30 points is it's not a lot, but but this. Uh, this record is, is pretty cool, so I'll try to keep it all. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about the game with Avellino. Um, you know, this is a highly highly respected team. They, you know, you guys were in Italy, uh, and they yeah. and they needed overtime to beat you, and they needed a, an MVP yeah. per- performance from Norris Cole. You know, thirty three points, yeah. seven threes, eight eight uh, rebounds, five assists. Uh, maybe what was it like for you going? Uh, you know, guy who's a you know two time NBA champion. What was it like for you going against yeah. him? There? That was an unbelievable feeling, you know, to step step in front of the uh, guy who won twice uh, NBA championship. World is a world champion. Uh, is amazing. It's amazing, and it was a tough experience for me, for us. Uh, he proved that uh, he's a great player. Uh, he can not only score, but like you said, he had a lot of um, uh, rebounds and, and also assists. It was tough to to play against him, but we were close as a team. Uh, like I said before, maybe individually we are not that strong. Uh, maybe you are not like recognizable right now for in a, in a Europe. But as a team, we can we can uh, beat everybody, and we showed that we were so close to big a big team, big names. Um, but for me, that was great experience, and I'm looking forward to to face him once again here in Wotwawek and to be a winner at that time. Uh, last season, uh, Anvil won their first Polish championship since 2003. Uh, you yeah. guys are playing in Europe for the first time since the 2010-2011 yeah. season. What does it mean uh, to this club to, first of all, have won the championship last year after 15 years and now play European basketball again in the Basketball Champions League? Yeah, that was amazing. The people here in the Botswavek, uh, they were waiting for 15 years for the championship, and uh, that was amazing feelings when we when we get back from the last game from Ostrov, and uh, I don't know how many, but probably 10,000 people were waiting for us uh, on the gym, and they were cheering. They were, you know, um, so they were so happy uh, because of this, and. Uh, I think that was is a great moment for 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 the city, for the club to get back on this uh, basketball map, and I think that uh, we are we are ready uh, to uh, once again uh, play in uh, European Championships, like basketball championship, like uh, like we are doing that right now, and uh, uh, it's tough competition for us because, like you said, uh, it was like 2010 when we, last time Andrew was in Europe. Uh, a lot of things changed. Uh, once again, we have to um, organize a lot of uh, uh, travels, and uh, and the people in uh, in the office uh, they had a lot of uh, uh, things to do right now. But we all like uh, 
like Andrew, Andrew, Andrew family. Uh, we are happy that we uh, we we are playing again in Europe. And what we we want to we want to as uh, want to win as 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 many games as is possible. The people uh, from Volkswagen, they are our fans. They are amazing. They are uh, following us even on the away games. Uh, they always support us uh, all 40 minutes. So we want to we want we want to show. Uh, good basketball and win as much as is possible. Uh, you're you're from Warsaw, and your and your first uh, club outside of uh, of the capital was AZS uh, Kozalin, uh, along, uh, right. along the the Baltic Sea up up north in 2011 2012. And one of your teammates uh, happened yeah. to be Igor Milicic, your your current coach. Yeah. Um, what do you remember yeah. about him as a player, as a teammate uh, from seven years ago? Wow, uh, he was so experienced. I don't remember. That was uh, probably he was 33 in that moment, and I was uh, 22 probably. Uh, so he treats me like a little bit, like a bit. He treats me like uh, like his uh, younger son or younger brother uh, or or like a son. And and a lot of times uh, after the games, uh, we spend time on. Uh, uh, to to talk about the about the games about the practices, uh, he tried to uh, tell me uh, everything from what uh, uh, what he uh, had in the, in the past in like a um, player, and he told me that they, his sons are like uh, too young to talk about basketball, so he wants to. Uh, tell me all those things uh, because he see that I I'm able to play uh, on a let's say big level and I'm able to do it and I remember that Igor was a was a player uh, who also uh, was like uh, preferring to to pass the ball that to 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 shoot and score and I like him when uh, I liked a lot when he was on the floor that he was so. Uh, confidence and and he he always uh, uh, put hundred hundred percent of effort on the court. So uh, I think that that was a great experience for me to find somebody like uh, him at the beginning of my career. And now he's as a coach. I'm I'm a player, and I think uh, this is a fourth year when when we are like working together. And I think that we understand each other, and this is a really important thing. When uh, when he, as a head coach, and and me, like a point guard, we are like on the same page all the time. How would you say he's changed then? In now, like you said, four years. Um... Yeah, he changed. He changed a lot from from being a player and being a coach. Is a, is a huge difference, especially on the preseason. <laughs> he he forgets really fast how to how to. Uh, how how it was when he was uh, running all the time on the track, <laughs> and now he's he's uh, he's as a coach is a different person, and he said uh, like uh, one day when you gonna when you become the when you become the coach you will see that uh, you respond only for not only for yourself but you have to take care about the whole group, and I think he's really he's really good coach and uh, he showed that in the uh, last four years last three years here in Poland. Uh, three, two times uh, we finished the regular season on the uh, first position. Uh, we won the Super Cup. We won the championship, and I think uh, 
the players who are coming here they are, they they know that uh, after the season they they skills uh, will uh, go up because he he try to uh try to take from each player everything good what he what he has uh, cover a little bit bad things but but uh, after every every single season i know i see that the players who are here uh they are uh, way better as a, as the players so I, I i really like to to work with him and i hope that we're in front of us are another um uh, big win uh, he's he's 42. He retired in 2013. We've seen him, uh, you know, pretty energetic in the uh, in some celebration videos and stuff like that. You think he could still line up and play uh, play a couple of minutes? Nah, nah, <laughs> not at all, not at all. He got he got huge problems with his knees. Uh, but I think when we gonna put him in and keep him in the corner, he can still hit some trees. <laughs> um, wanted to ask about your father. He used to play for Poland. Uh, yeah. Was also a coach, and now he's uh, a TV yeah. commentator. Was wondering if you could yeah. give me your critique of him as a TV commentator. Uh, listen, is is I think that he's a uh, good coach. Uh, he he is coaching. Uh, Young guys right now, but as a commentator, he uh, he's also pretty solid. Uh, it's always uh, it's always uh, tough for him when he has to uh, commentating the games when I, I'm on the court. But uh, but I think he's doing pretty well. I I hope that one day he's uh, still will find some uh, job because he still wants to be a head coach or sub team. Uh, but I'm so grateful that uh, I, my father. Uh, he's still uh, giving me a lot of cues, a lot of. Uh, he's helping me a lot, uh, watching every my single game and and uh, giving me some devices how to be a better player. So I hope that uh, one day he will he will become a head coach of one of the uh, PLK team. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that next game is at home against Mercia. Um, they yeah. are undefeated and uh, obviously yeah. playing great basketball. Uh, you have your second home game. Still looking for your first home victory in the in the in the BCL. Yeah. Uh, maybe what 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 you guys expect? What you guys need to do to win? Uh, and uh, yeah, what do you what do you think about Mercia coming uh, to Poland? Uh, I think it's a little bit too early to talk about move. Because we as players, we 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 didn't watch the game, watch the uh, videos, and we still uh, not prepare for the game. But I think uh, since tomorrow, uh, we will start doing this. And uh, I know that uh, this is a tough team to play against. Uh, they got a lot of uh, good players. Uh, uh, all the Spanish teams are really good tactically. Uh, so it's going to be, like you said, they are not undefeated. So it's going to be, uh, exactly what you said. We are waiting for our first home, uh, victory. And, and, and I hope that, uh, including our fans, we, we, we are able to, to beat them. Uh, we show that team basketball is, uh, uh, our biggest weapon. And so if we play as a, as a group. We are we are able to 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 beat him at home. Last question. Uh, this is obviously a really tough group. Uh, you look at a team like Ludwigsburg that uh, was in the final four last year, and yeah. they're and they're winless. You have Avellino, you have you guys Nizhny, uh, who are really good, uh, but they're missing mm-hmm. two of their top players. Banvit obviously yeah. has been strong. Um, last last question. Maybe the team goal and, and what you need to do to accomplish it this season. 
Yeah, we will, we want to we want to advance to the second round, and this is our our goal for this moment. Uh, like you said, we are facing the uh, very strong teams, and we know that it wasn't gonna be uh, easy to to beat them. Uh, but we are able to do it. Uh, we are here not to only to play basketball. We are uh, here in the Champions League that uh, we are we want to win some games and advance the second round. Uh, but we'll see what uh, what future brings us. Uh, I hope that uh, together with our fans here at home, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna win some games, uh, and it's gonna be uh, enough to, to to advance. But like you said, we are facing top teams, uh, really strong ones, and it's not gonna be easy. Uh, Anvil's been a team that has been fun to watch and one of the leaders of that team is Kamil Lachinsky. Uh, Kamil, thanks for coming on the show and uh, giving us some of your time. Thanks, thanks. You're welcome. All right, thanks again to Anvil point guard Kamil Lachinsky for his time this week. Dave, a lot of really interesting stats in that interview, uh, but you've got you've got one more for us. What's uh, What you got over there? In his, well, I think his fourth year now with uh, Anvil, um, he's had, he's shot 10 times or more, uh, just 11 times in whatever, three and a quarter seasons. Um, five of those uh, coming in the playoffs last year. Uh, he mentioned, uh, you know, that if, if need be, he can come up and, 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 and take shots. Uh, he did. He did take ten shots in the overtime uh, loss to Evelino. So uh, pass first. But if I need to score, if my team needs me to score a little bit, I'll take a couple shots as well. Yeah, it's cool. Cool to see a really old school pass first point guard. Those are, those are the guys I grew up loving, like Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. Uh, so it, it's it's cool to see uh, see Lachinsky dishing out all these assists and and not worried about getting some shots up himself. Uh, but like you said, he he can step up and, and shoot the ball a little bit if he needs to. This Anvil team, uh, really really fun start to the season for them. Uh, you mentioned they're you know a really talented offensive team. Uh, the most efficient BCL team offensively through four games. They face a really incredible test next week when they host Ukam Murcia, the 4-0 team, leader of the group, phenomenal defense. Like we said earlier, they were able to shut down Norris Cole, which I didn't think anybody in the BCL was really going to be able to do. So a big test next week for Anvil hosting Murcia. Uh, Dave, I- I'm sure that's one of the ones you're looking forward to, but what else is uh, on Tuesday's slate that you're really excited for in round five? Yeah, I mean that's that's the first one I wrote down, um, and uh, I guess just from the order of the games listed, you know, it'll be it's going to be cool to see Anvil go back home. You know, the two road, the three road games so far for Anvil. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, the Tenerife Halone uh, uh, game. I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and the other one I wrote down was Ventspils. Uh, um, Ludwigsburg, you know, Ludwigsburg. You know, we keep talking about them and their and their struggles. Um, you know, this this is almost a must win for them. You know, you 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 know you have to. You know, they're they're on the all uh, on their on their you know eight game losing streak in all competitions, and eventually they're going to need a win. You know, I, I assume that uh, I don't know off the top of my head. You know who they're playing uh, in the BBL, but um, you know after the loss 
after the BBL loss last week to Berlin, um, at Berlin, you know, Patrick says, you know, we just need a win. Um, and, you know, and then maybe, you know, as soon as they, as soon as you hit a shot, you you have the feel of what it what it takes to 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 make a shot, and then so you know if this team gets a win, then they could start cruising, you know. So that that that's going to be an interesting game as well. Any anything you and then what what else would you have for uh, what's your top games for Wednesday? Yeah, so that that one's going to be big. Uh, Ludwigsburg, we'll see if they can get a win. Uh, that that one should be interesting for Wednesday. I'm really excited. I think Ike Foyne Labrada is going to be good. Uh, but probably the most interesting game for me is, is the last one of the week. Strasbourg hosting Prometheus. We'll see if Prometheus can really keep it going and prove to five and zero uh, against a really tough, talented Strasbourg team who are going to be motivated after losing their first game of the season. So that's probably the one that, that jumps out the most to me. Uh, what else are you looking forward to from Wednesday? Yeah, you mentioned the two uh, Ike and Fun Labrada, and then also Strasbourg Prometheus. The other, the other one I wrote down was Avellino uh, hosting Banvit. Um, I, I don't know what Banvit's going to do if they're going to try to to bring somebody in to to replace uh, Thornton and uh, Biersevic, or if they're going to try to go with what they have now. Um, you know, but this is uh, this is obviously uh, a, a game against. You know, featuring two of the top teams, both are three and one. You know, they're not going to want to, uh, you know, lose ground if, you know, if, if Mercia, you know, they will have known if Mercia uh, uh, won or lost against against Anvil. You know, so they're not going to want to to lose. Obviously, Avelino's not going to want to lose at home. So that's another one I got uh, on my radar. Yeah, that should be another good one. A uh, really great matchup of big men in that game with uh, Banvitz, Jordan Morgan going again, uh, going up against some of the Avellino bigs, whether that's Matt Costello or Hamadi Ndiaye. Uh, it's going to be some 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 great action in the paint in that one. Uh, so that should be another another good one to watch for. And then also. I'll mention Bayreuth, they're 0-4. We talked about Ludwigsburg trying to get their first win of the season. Bayreuth have a really good chance uh, next week when they host Ostend. So hopefully they can, uh, you know, for, for their fans' sake, hopefully they can get the win there and improve to 1-4. and All right, so that'll do it for this edition of BCL Coast to Coast. Thanks again to our guest, Camille Lachinsky, for joining us. And if you want to follow along with all the BCL action, make sure you check out championsleague.basketball. That's the official website, and there's a lot of great stuff on there right now. Uh, We mentioned Igor Jerkovic earlier. He has a weekly help side column that's great. Deacon Lloyd-Smith has a lot of really great articles that have gone up on the site looking at some of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff for the BCL, from the coaches to the scouts and and things like that. Uh, So check that out. Download the Basketball Champions League app and make sure to subscribe to livebasketball.tv to watch all of these games. So that'll do it for this week. Thanks again to Camille Lachinsky. For David Hein out in Germany, my name is Austin Green, and this has been BCL Coast to Coast.